0: and welcome to keep screaming a podcast where two best friends dissect horror movies one by one my name is ryan larson this is my co-host b bass hello uh so we took a little break that was not planned or scheduled but life can be a bitch sometimes and we just had to take a couple weeks off to get configured and figure things out and uh, we are back, and we're going to have a bonus episode for you guys, so you won't get us just one or two weeks in a row, but it's going to be one, two, three weekends in a row. Uh, so you will have this episode that will go up on its when you listen to it will be Monday, and then we will have a bonus episode that we I think the best thing for us to do would put it up in between weekends, mm-hmm. and then we'll be back on our normal schedule. So three weeks, three weekends in a row, and three weeks, whatever. Uh, you will have an episode from us. So we are sorry about that, and we are really, really thankful. For everyone who reached out to us, it means a whole lot more than we even thought yes. like and knew it was going to, and to see the outpouring of love from you guys was really fantastic. So thank you so much for sticking along with us, but we are definitely back on schedule now, um, and if this is your first time listening, what we do is every two weeks we pick one slasher movie and completely uh, go over that movie from everything from director, writers, actors, the score, the poster... And then at the end of the episode, we do Rank It, which you can find at keepscreaming.com slash the dash list. Uh, this will be... Oh, boy. Let me pull up our website right now. We're, like, tw- in the 20s for sure. I think um, this
1: is going to be... Um...
0: If this is up to date, number twenty one, but I don't think it's up to date. I think no, it'll be this number... will be
1: twenty three. Our last episode was um, "Girls Night Out," which we did with our good friend and producer Brennan Klein. <laughs> um, so that was a super fun episode to do, um, and so this is our first uh, back to episode, and that is number twenty three. Um, at the we announced this podcast on Halloween last year. Um, and our first episode aired on like November 1st or 2nd when we talked about Urban Legend, which is celebrating 20 years this month. Let Ooh. me just say that. Um, also
0: still standing strong at number 5 on yes. the list.
1: So a whole year in and still number 5 for Urban Legend, um, which coincidentally enough, our movie this uh, week gave us a lot of Urban Legend vibes. Definitely oh, yeah. must have been inspired. But yeah, it's crazy um, that we've been doing this for a year already. And uh, we do have some fun stuff planned for that. So
0: Absolutely, yeah. And I'm pretty proud of us. We've only missed one episode in a year. Yes. So, And we're going to make it up to you guys. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, we spend the first part of our episode, do, though, doing a pop culture check-in where B and I talk about uh, other things that we're watching, reading, listening to, absorbing pop culture because we're not just horror and slasher fanatics. We're just pop culture fiends. Uh, literally, before we started recording, B and I were talking about gossip from Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Um, we're big gossip people, so
1: celebrity it, gossip, yeah,
0: celebrity gossip. Well, both um, for you, for me, and it is October though, so to think that I or either of us really would be consuming anything other than horror is silly. Because yes, we love pop culture, but we are diehard horror Halloween fanatics. Um, I mean, B throws a massive Halloween party every year. It's been the standard for, oh God, eight years at this point. I think yeah, forever. So even before your time. Yes, yeah. So forever. Um, <laughs> so that's more than ten years because B and I just celebrated ten years of friendship. You did. Uh Yeah. So, we're, yeah, we're big, big horror fans. And yes, I watch a horror movie every day of the month in October. And yes, I'm trying to. If you listen to the newest episode of Shockwaves, they talked about programming an all-nighter, and I really think I want to do that for myself to see if I... I turned 30.
1: Wait, you're going to try and stay up all night on Halloween? Yeah. Bullshit.
0: I'm going to
1: try. Yeah, right. I know. I don't believe you. My wife said it's I'll not possible by yeah. midnight, <laughs> but uh-huh. I'm,
0: I'm going to try. I'm going to take a nap oh. in the middle of the day to uh-huh. give me a little bit of energy. Does that count? Yes. I'm still up all night. So you're
1: taking Halloween also because we're adults. You know we have jobs.
0: I'm taking Halloween and the day after Halloween off. Those are my two days off that week.
1: Manager perks.
0: I know. Exactly. So I'm trying. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to schedule an all-nighter. So it starts at 7 p.m. Ends at 7 (sighs) a.m. Yeah. Jeremy's going to come
1: over. Jeremy's going. Yes. Yeah. My
0: neighbor and one of our mutual friends, one of my best friends, is going to come over. I think he's, he's the, the only, only person. Yeah, he's the committed. only person <laughs> who could stay up late. Yeah.
1: He's the oldest one out of us all and I'm like mostly convinced he's a vampire.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. accurate. Um instead
1: of blood he's fueled by Captain Morgan.
0: Yes, 100% true. So I'm going to try to do that this year um because Shocklace did that and I just turned 30 on September 29th so I'm trying oh, to like
1: Oh, happy birthday.
0: Yeah. Woo. I'm trying to prove I'm not old. So, you know, of course, I turned 30 and what did I, I went to three concerts in one week and now I'm in to program, an all-nighter. <laughs> yeah, so. Ryan
1: and I went and saw Follow Boy together to celebrate his birthday and also our 10-year friendship and um, it was, we haven't seen Follow Boy together. No. No, but our first concert together was just Jack's a mannequin. couple months after we became friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Jack's Mannequin, probably around the same time. I think maybe like November or something. It was
0: definitely fall. Yeah, it was fall for for sure. sure. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, So that was our first concert together, and we've been to many since then, but we've both seen Fall Out Boy separately. We're big fans. Um, And it it was awesome to see them. I mean, they put on a great show, uh, but we definitely uh, felt pretty old. Oh, yeah.
0: The girls sitting next to us, like, (sighs) I did not understand their fashion. I did not understand their dance moves. Uh -uh. I did not understand their love for Little Pump. Uh, he, oh uh, yeah! There were so many things that were. A we conundrum. just kept looking
1: at each other, like, "What's going on?" Ryan and I are like sitting in our seats. We got like our freaking waters and pizza on our laps, and we just keep looking over, and I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I guess I remember the days when we did that." We're like looking down to like the pit, and I'm like. You know, I don't even think I could do that if I wanted to. Like, not for a show this long.
0: Well, we both were like, oh, there's no way I could stand through a show yeah. this long anymore. And, like, we're uh, glad we had seats. Yeah. Oh, I love seating. At so My great. wife, who's only two years younger than me, still, like, every show we go to, she's like, I'm going to get in the pit. I'm like, that's all you do. I'm, I'm going to stand back here, have fun, be safe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have... I usually get in for, like, one song I really love. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll jump in and I'll be like, yeah, and then I'm out. I'm spent. Um, I've spent... A, like, I... Dude, we went and saw Man together, uh-huh. and there was a part of that show where I had to, like, in between songs, I had to, like, bend down because my back starts to hurt so bad, so yeah go into the chiropractor next week hopefully that fixes it
1: old man i'm old old man bones
0: um so i'll kick off kick off our pop culture check-in um of course halloween in october the month of october mean horror movies and theaters which is always great so i went and saw hellfest directed by gregory gregory plotkin who did a paranormal activity ghost mention which i did not super care for i had a blast with hellfest it's uh Everything I Not like. Not to it. be
1: confused with Blood Bloodfest, the movie Ryan talked about last episode. Yeah,
0: and also similar in um theme. And theme and but, title. But tone is very different. Yeah. Um
1: I got very confused. Um our friend Tony went and saw it and like commented and said, Keep screaming, like you guys should cover this. And I'm like, I started typing back, I'm like, Ryan talked about it in our last episode. And then I like looked at it and like, well, he would have mentioned if it was a slasher. Yeah, Bloodfest. And then not I looked it up and I'm like, oh, this is a different movie. Yeah, shows you how much I've been paying attention.
0: Um, Hellfest is like true, like a true slasher, like all the way through. It plays very much and it's very popular right now in horror movies. In fact, I'm going to talk about another movie in just a second where, like, uh, horror movies are very much, like, tapped into the vein of the culture right now where haunts and, like, scare events and, like, extreme haunts are very popular. This one is not about an extreme haunt, but instead kind of like a pop-up theme park that does, it's all horror-themed, and a killer is actually in the park, and he's kind of, like, stalking this group of teenagers. It hit all the right cues for me. I mean, it's a teen scream. It had at least one character that I know from a number, like, uh, Bex Taylor-Klaus from um, The sure. Stream, uh, from Killing, from Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in all of those. So, like, having her in it was great because I love all of those shows mm-hmm. as well. Um, and also, the main character, I can't remember her name, but she was in um, the second season of Chan- um, Channel Zero. Um, so, she was in it. No One House? Yeah, she's in, she was the main character in No One mm. House. Um, and then... Yeah, the killer was just cool. He had a creepy mask. There were some creative kills um, and just the aesthetic. As soon as I walked out, I like made a Facebook post and I was like, who wants to go to Heart Stoppers, which is a local like haunt in Sacramento, because I it just left me wanting to go to a haunt event because I loved the environment and the atmosphere of the movie. It's not like the best slasher ever. It's pretty formulaic, but i don't mind formulaic when you know like one of the highest i think the highest one on our list is my bloody valentine because it created the formula um so
1: down to the formula
0: yeah so if you can like play into it it's you know like i thought some of the kills were cool some of the things i've seen online said like it kind of peters out in the third act which it does a little bit but honestly i just didn't care like the world they create is really cool tony todd has a great guest or like a cameo in it um, so definitely check that one out if you can. Go support Horror and Theaters anytime you can, too. Just it's Be exciting. better than
1: me. I'm really bad at going to the theaters. Yeah,
0: we're going to drag her house out for Halloween. Though.
1: Well, yeah. I, I won't miss it for, like, the big ones. Yeah, you
0: went to It. Yeah. Which was, like, a freaking cultural phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. but
1: it's, it's hard. Like, my husband hates the movie theater. I can't get him to go. And Ryan, who I would normally go to the movies with, goes at like
0: ten, eleven at night.
1: Yeah, n- past my bedtime. Yeah, I get in bed at like eight thirty. Yeah. Um. It's because B so, works
0: five days a week, nine to five, and I usually have one day off in the week. So I'll, because I'm the same. If it was a normal day, I'm not going at ten o'clock. Yeah, it's no. Past my bedtime. But if I have the day off the next day, I'm like, oh, I'll go see a movie because I have tomorrow yeah. off. I can sleep in. Which she doesn't have. That I have
1: the weekend, so. which is normal. But then the weekend is usually booked up with. Time with my husband and time with my friends yeah, and trying, not going to the movies. Trying to, like, have a life. Yeah, trying to have that days. life. Exactly.
0: Um, so definitely check out Hellfest, though, because... Yeah, I, I really want to like, see it. Yeah, and I think it's just aesthetically and atmospherically very fun. It's And it's glossy. It's, like got a you know like it's got that teen scream feel to it it's it's good it's a good time um i also good time, good i'm time. trying to watch a horror movie i mean it's october trying to watch a horror movie every day we've been having like some friends over like carved our pumpkins the other day so um i did watch nightmare before christmas which i'm always a fan of and also to like i started get... it oh you did uh-huh yeah did not didn't make it through it?
1: No, I've seen it a million times. I love that movie. Yeah. No, but I started it as, because I've seen it so many times, it's like my getting ready for work movie. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a
0: super background. Yeah. I, we did it while we carved pumpkins, because yeah. I don't have to watch that movie. I've seen it so many times. Also, I've
1: been listening to the soundtrack for like, know, three days. Yeah, I
0: know it beat by beat. I did want to watch a little bit, because we are going to Disneyland during um, Halloween, like while it's Halloween themed, so uh, Haunted <laughs> Mansion ah! will all be nightmare themed which is going to be super awesome and I've exciting. never seen it like that. Yeah. I've uh, only
1: seen Haunted Mansion as Haunted Mansion.
0: Which is also, like, the best thing ever. But, like, Nightmare theme, you have to see. It's it's so, it's I'm one dad. of my perennial favorites. Um, I love The Nightmare Before Christmas. It never gets played out for me. I, think That's a lot- what,
1: I hate people's, like, complaint because, like, Hot Topic took it over when mm-hmm. we were, like, younger. And oh, was we like, time. Oh, God, whatever. And I'm like, you know, I loved that movie as a kid. I still love that movie. My only qualm with that movie is that, kind of makes it seem like Christmas is better than Halloween, which yeah. I totally disagree with. But, the, but I think the end
0: redeems it, too. Because yes. Jack totally is like, oh, never mind, Halloween's way better than Christmas. Yeah. What the hell was I thinking?
1: It was more like, I'm bored of this. Exactly. I need to see something yeah. else. But then he's like, no, what I have is really incredible.
0: I mean, the soundtrack is amazing Ugh. like all the visuals are great like
1: also i love the like revisited one they did and like panic oh yeah a song that panic, panic and does. marilyn manson yeah. and fallout boy, and Fall boy, and boy all so. american
0: rejects are all on the soundtrack yeah
1: obviously that speaks to our taste as 100%. well <laughs> uh
0: i also watched the original halloween um i usually wait till a little closer but i had some friends who wanted to watch like some of them before the new one comes out so who I are know, these friends you're talking about? From the gym.
1: Oh. Um, I'm like, I don't know who you're talking it was, about. It was
0: Amber and Anthony. Gotcha. Um, they really wanted to watch it because they hadn't seen it in a really long time. I was like, I probably watch it two or three times a year. Yeah. Um,
1: Halloween is, and I'll talk about this more. That's my
0: soda, sorry. Yeah. Well, it's not so I don't drink soda. It's carbonated water. But
1: Oh, yeah. He has to clarify how yeah, dare just he. So you know. Don't think he dares drink soda. No,
0: man. Um,
1: we'll talk about this more in our bonus episode, but... Um, Halloween is one of the only Halloween movies I can watch outside of October. Yep,
0: 100%. Yeah.
1: I love Trick or Treat. It's one of my top five favorite horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because of that reason, I save it.
0: I October. have to get like it's October now and I'm still like we're not close it's enough not close, to no. Halloween.
1: Yeah, to I can't watch trick or it. Treat. It's almost this like sacred thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it sits there on my shelf and I think about it, and I think about Sam and I think about wanting to watch the movie, but I just don't touch it. It's uh, it's kinda like I just have this tradition, I had a few traditions as a kid. My mom and I always read the Polar Express mm-hmm. the uh, Christmas Eve. And I loved the book, and I remember I was younger, and I was in elementary school, and my teacher was going to read it, and I flipped out. I was like, I can't. I can't hear it. And she's like, what? And I'm like, no, I can only read Polar Express on Christmas Eve. And she's like, okay. I'm like, "I, I have to go. I can't listen. And I literally sat. I flipped out. I was a very strange kid. I sat outside because I'm like, no, you only read Polar Express on Christmas Eve. So it's the same. You cannot watch Trick or Treat unless it's, like, uh, like at least in a two-week range of Halloween.
0: But I'm getting the Scream Factory Collector's Edition, so it's going to be hard not to watch it immediately because I really want to watch it with all the the bonus bonus features. features. Yeah, but... Anyhow. Yeah, so Watch Halloween still, I mean... Still the best. (laughs) There is a reason that we're not covering Halloween for a very long time on the show because we don't want it to just sit at number one forever, and we're really thinking it probably will because we love it so much. Then asked
1: us, my husband, he's like, "Oh, you guys are gonna try and do Halloween like related ones because Cry Wolf takes place um, during Halloween." Mm-hmm. And we're like, "Yeah, we're gonna try and do that." And he's like, "Oh, so you're gonna do Halloween?" And we're like, "Well, no, no, yeah. well, we can't do Halloween yet.
0: The, uh, definitely no, be. yeah, I can't just have it sit there forever. Yeah, um, it's just so good. I don't need to say anything, to you guys. You know, yeah. Uh, you know. If you get a chance, go see it. They are putting it back in theaters since it's the 40 year anniversary and because the new Halloween's coming out. Um." Hulu dropped Into the Dark, which is a really super awesome project that they teamed up with Blumhouse for. It's 12 movies um, that come out. It's one every month, and they come out— or they're coming out every month, and each movie corresponds to a holiday from that month. So we are getting some of the bigger holidays that kicked off smartly uh, with Halloween, which um, that that episode is called The Body. Uh, But they're going to do one every month for holidays, so we're getting Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. We're going to get some really fun ones like Easter— and um, I believe there's St. Patrick's Day, um, and I think they're getting like creative for the, like those middle months where the holidays are kind of weird. I want—I don't Someone know for sure, but there's like tomorrow. an Arbor Day, or maybe a, a Memorial Day, or something like those are happening because it's a holiday for every month, and I think. I want to say they might do like Cinco de Mayo, I think they're doing some like international stuff which is really cool.
1: Are they features or?
0: They're full length movies. Um, so this one was like an hour and 20 minutes, hour and 30 minutes. Um, it's called The Body directed by Paul Davis. Uh, it's really smart and well done because it takes place on Halloween. It's not, like, overtly a Halloween movie, though, but basically the plot, and this isn't spoiling anything, it's in the synopsis, a hitman, right at the beginning of the movie, a hitman murders someone, and he does it purposely on Halloween so he can wrap the body up and drag it through town, and everyone thinks it's part of his costume. Um, so it's very, very dark, like, dark humor because... The funny things happen but they're not like super played for laughs like the hitman plays everything straight like he's never like to be taken as a joke but everyone around him is kind of thinking it's a joke or like a part of his costume um, and I just thought it was really fun. Like again, almost like
1: in Hellbent when they're at the Halloween party and there's yes, stuff happening. and yeah, people just exactly. think it's part of Halloween. So
0: yeah, and also kind of like Hellfest where they think it's part of the event that they're at. So uh, it was smart. I think it's well done. I think it's just short enough that like it doesn't like tire the plot out. Um, there's like two parts of it that happened where it genuinely like surprised me. I was like, oh shit, like I didn't expect that to happen. Um, and also again, support horror and like. D- blumhouse doing these these things like doing something like this is really cool and like i would love to see this every year like if they did something similar to this like to get to get a movie every month like based on holidays like we're basically getting a holiday anthology from blumhouse every month and that's fantastic uh and the last one i'll talk about is extremity from anthony de blasi we actually covered one of his movies for the show which was um why am i blanking right now um Holy shit. What is the movie? Uh, Graduate.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Mm, 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 um, most Likely to Die. Uh, did you know that? You were just no. waiting? Okay. We covered- uh, more... I
1: like a thing in my head was The Graduate. Yeah. I I'm tip a little to most people. As soon as some, somebody says, what is it? I'm like, huh? Yeah. What? What is it? I don't know. What is that word?
0: So we covered Most Likely to Die, which we actually really like. Um, that movie is still pretty high up on our list number 12. Um, and Anthony DeBlasi is a really interesting director because he has tackled a number of like, it's not like he stuck with slashers. He did Last Shift, which is a really well-done, like, kind of capsule ghost movie. Um, and Extremity is a movie that's about an extreme haunt. Um, but it's very different than some of the other ones that have come out, like The Houses That October Built or Hell House LLC. It's super, like, psychological trauma too. Um, and it's very, like, it's a really pretty movie. Like, the colors... The colors and just like like everything is every shot is very like considered and well done uh i definitely think it's the best movie that he's made it's not like it's not out and out horror so much as like it's like i said it's very like psychological trauma and it just is cool because de blasi keeps tackling he's not content staying in like one form of the genre like he's definitely still in horror but it's cool because he's like it reminds me I mean, he's not John Carpenter, but it does remind me of, like, Carpenter would hop around stylistically Mm -hmm. like that. He's like, okay, I'm gonna tell you a ghost story. Okay, I'm gonna tell you a slasher. Okay, I'm going to direct, like, Christine. Yeah, exactly. So, like, he's just, like, I, I very much like that he's not content with being, like, okay, I have a formula, I'm gonna stick with it. Like, I fucking love James Wan. Don't take this as a knock against Wan. But, like, Wan from horror level has a style and he sticks with it. And it's great i love his stories and i love Mm -hmm. like the worlds he creates but like it's exciting even juan is exciting to see i mean his fast and furious movie was fantastic so it's exciting to see when these directors who have mastered the craft or like are experts in it jump around a little bit
1: yeah because i was even just thinking about that with um mike Flanagan. yeah Mm -hmm. he he picks different styles but Mm -hmm. he's always focused in like Inner family horror,
0: mm-hmm. horror Oculus, that affects. Yes, Geralds game. Yeah, um,
1: even the, the new one that's coming out.
0: Hush was super yeah. interesting. Uh, the Haunting of Hell House, yeah. which is a show coming out on Netflix. Yeah, this um, month. Um, yeah, right? Mike Flanagan's yeah. doing Doctor Sleep, which is a sequel to The Shining, yeah. but just very family trauma. Yeah, um, so
1: it's like yeah. although all of his movies have like different horror elements, they're not necessarily the same genre. I think Flanagan just has mastered this sense of what affects you personally and within like relationships specifically like this person and this person mm-hmm. and this is why they're behaving this way and this is like the horrible thing and the horror comes out of that dynamic mm-hmm. very good at it
0: yeah uh, I, and i would say actually like this is De Blasi's best attempt at that as like this is a horror movie but there's more going on it's more than just the horror i think it's probably the closest he's gonna he's got so far to like breaking through
1: yeah i'm excited to see it and i hope I mean, in general, online and what I've seen from him so far, I mean, he seems like a really nice, guy, and talented guy. Oh hope, yeah, yeah. I hope. And the extremity. I mean, everything I hear is just, people are really enjoying it. Yeah, it's um,
0: so... Dread Central. I mean, uh, Rob Rob G from Shockwave has helped get this one made, and um, like B said, Anthony DeBlasi has like reached out to us for like talking about um,
1: most likely to most die. likely to yeah. die, and
0: he has he actually because I covered it from my site. Uh, ghastly grinning and he reached out to me too and just was like thank you for the positive press which you don't have to do that you know like but yeah. he took the time out of his day so pretty cool uh and now b watched truth or dare
1: i did watch truth or dare um so truth or dare is directed by the same guy who brought us cry wolf so i wanted to make sure I'm, like behind in the world i'm like a year behind everybody yep. um i kind of like that way i get it on my own time i don't have to listen Everybody talks about it and it's all saturated and then it all dies down. And then I'm like, all right, here I am to watch it and then bring it all up again. Um, so it's funny. Truth or dare. I saw the trailer and I was like super into it because I'm like big Lucy Hale and Tyler Posey fan. Um, Lucy Hale, Pretty Little Liars. Tyler Posey from Teen Wolf, Wolf and like various things. And then like Nolan Funks and You know, you see it and you recognize these people from TV, which Ryan and I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um That I don't know if that's for other people, but we do watch a lot of TV, a lot of teen-based TV, and so for me, I always get like extra enjoyment of these movies when I can see those stars. Um, We used to call it CW horror. Mm -hmm. There was like a phase that went on in like the aughts, um, from like 2004 to like 2010, like a five or six-year span where we were just getting all these movies that had like CW stars in it or WB or like all that kind of range. And I loved it. Mm. I, I ate it all up and I always enjoy that. And so I was excited for Tooth or dare um, that I just never caught it. Typical story. So I watched it last night and I liked it. I really did. Um, it has some, it's a Blumhouse film. Um, it has, the plot is these, you know, kids go to spring break in Mexico um, they play truth of, a game of truth or dare. Um, they go home, and then the game follows them home. And the game becomes real life. You have to tell the truth, you have to do the dare, or you die. Um, it does some things not great, for sure. Um, I think it was overly criticized, overly panned. I think people forget that, um, at least the horror community that we're a part of, in that we communicate with, aren't teenagers. Mm -hmm. Um, If anything, we're a younger part of it. I would say a lot of the people in the community, the Shockwaves Horror Movie Club, and even on Twitter and stuff, that tends to gravitate to more of like a 30, 35 and older crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think Ryan and I tend to be more champions of like aughts movies and 90s and um, because of our age. And although our friend Brennan's like younger than us and, and super super just like cares like about the 80s and missed, yeah. and missed all of the movies. He's like, well, oh, I actually haven't seen that and yeah. I haven't seen that. And we're like, well, okay. <coughs> but besides the point, I think people forgot that this was a movie targeted towards teenagers. And I think it does it really well. Um, I think the Final Destination stuff they did was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like the really the saving grace of the film. It was super interesting. Um, the movie had stakes. You definitely can't say that. It had some very severe stakes. The characters... Um, weren't the most likable. Definitely lacked some development. Um, that's the part that like missed the mark for me most. But I kind of pass it off as... You know, this is a movie for high schoolers, really. And that's okay. And they don't need to like care about the decisions this character is making. Maybe... To a sixteen-year-old, it makes sense to me, an almost thirty-year-old. Nope, that is not how you behave. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, Ryan and I like got into it earlier about it, and
0: I just don't care for the ending. Yeah, but, but it's because I told you, and as often, and happens, we won't
1: say what it is, but it definitely does something that involves technology, mm-hmm. um, which is a seen common it a lot trend. Lately. Yeah, and. I finally got it. He's like, I just didn't like it. I'm like, no, no, no. You need to tell me why. Because I don't understand. And what it came down to in like, I've just seen this ending and this theme in films is happening a lot right now and I totally understand that. Um, I personally like where they went with it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of demonic stuff and I mean that's not really a spoiler. It's a possessed game so you're going to assume it's some kind of demon thing and they do some weird stuff with that but that seems to always be the case when you're talking about demons and how to beat them and all that good stuff so all in all I thought it was enjoyable I thought it had some really creepy moments I liked the like high stakes um you've got to like do this shit. I think it had some decent um moral storylines and growth genuine growth mm-hmm. and de- decisions that the characters made in the end that made sense that they built up which I appreciated because I feel like sometimes we get to the end of films and characters make a decision and I'm like okay that really I don't see that happening but I think they did a decent job with that so nothing amazing nothing I'm going to revisit all the time but definitely would be on my list of like gateway horror for like people who are interested in the genre and younger and want to be creeped out Mm -hmm. some good effects with like
0: i definitely like smiling
1: people which was like in the trailer even in the trailer i was like oh that's creepy like their faces are all like smiley and weird
0: i do like i mean i like when you can make a horror movie that doesn't have a monster doesn't have a slasher like it i mean that's why final destination kind of always fascinated me too because Mm -hmm. like you're creating a horror movie and it's kind of just like an act like expose of death. Yeah. Um, but being able to craft like even a comprehensible story around, line around that other than just like you're gonna see people die. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked all that. I, I I even told B like the first half of the movie I really like. I, I just think it kind of goes off the rails a little and I just... I've yeah. seen the end. This is probably, like, the sixth movie I've seen with Ascending. Yeah. And unfortunately for Truth or Dare, it just happened to be the sixth movie I saw with yeah. Ascending. So I was like, oh, my God, I've seen Ascending so many times.
1: Well, and I do think, thinking back to, like, another movie that everybody hated and I didn't hate, Wish Upon, which did, I? the only thing I thought, like, worked well about that movie was the kind of, like, Final Destination stuff. The But Truth or Dare just does it a lot better.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's no Ryan Phillippe playing sex. Yeah, that part will always just be weird to me. Nah, I understand why it happens. I just, think <laughs> I it's think
1: it's like the weirdest weird. bone you have to pick.
0: It is. It's so, oh, it's weird. <laughs> okay. You also watch what? Coven.
1: I, I watch Coven. So American Horror Story. I think everybody in the horror world has like a love hate affair with. Has an
0: opinion on. For yeah, sure. we
1: all have an opinion on what season. Blah blah blah. Um, Murder House. I absolutely freaking loved thought it was spectacular, got me so jazzed. In, in, I love
0: Murder House. Yeah.
1: In general, I really like um, Murphy's work. Um, I think uh, the best way to describe him is he has incredible ideas and builds the coolest universes and then um, lets them fall apart. He doesn't really know how to execute the story within those worlds. Yeah. Um, Murder House, I think, stands strong the whole time. Um, the second season is Asylum. Yeah. Which I got to, li- it had freaking Zachary Quinto in it, who I'm a massive fan of because of Star Trek. Um, and so I was like all about it, and it gets to like halfway through, and I was just like I can't do it. And I stopped.
0: It, that season's a kitchen sink season. It was like everything. Yeah. Like, yo, aliens, uh-huh. mutants, bondage people, uh-huh. and Frank. Hitler. I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah, I'm this like, show? "Who are the
1: bad guys?" Yeah, I was yeah, like, I it can't drove keep me up. crazy. Nah. I was like, "No, I don't get it." Um, and then I didn't watch another. So three was Coven, mm-hmm. and then four. Freak show is Freak Show. So I started watching Freak Show because I love the whole carnival thing. Um, and again, I got like halfway through and I just lost interest. Yep. And then I've never picked up another season.
0: Although I've heard it's every other is good because I heard Hotel is great too.
1: Uh, yeah, I've heard great things about Hotel. So. Uh, I have heard, like, great things about Coven for people who liked Murder House and people who have similar tastes to Ryan and I have heard, like, oh, I think you'll like Coven. So, with it being Halloween and, um...
0: Young cast. Yeah. And I brought, love Emma Roberts. I, mean, I brought Emma Roberts and then Tessa Farmiga back, who we're yeah. both big fans of. Yeah.
1: So, um, I was like, no, I'm gonna watch this. Um, I love Witches, um... Always have anything that involves that. I think that's super interesting. I don't get tired of that at all. It's
0: barely explored. Yeah, we and have I like feel five like five good witch movies. Yeah,
1: so I'm really enjoying it. i granted, I'm about halfway through, um, and so I'm sure I'm gonna get to a point where I'm like a little bit disappointed. But it's giving me all the awesome Halloween, like spooky witchy vibes that I needed. Um, and I mean, God, you just fucking Kathy Bates and. Oh. Angel yeah. Bassett. And like you can't get like better.
0: No, that's one thing American horror story always has going for it, or almost always, is the cast as usual. Yeah. Like that's that that first season, dude, with Connie Britton, um and I
1: love Connie Britton.
0: I can't ever remember Dylan it's not Dylan McDermott, but No. No, but maybe it is
1: Dylan
0: Yeah, McDermott. right? Yeah, it is Dylan McDermott. Um, yeah. Dylan McDermott and Jessica Lang. Yeah. Um, I mean
1: Jessica Lang. You just throw her in anything and yeah, I'll watch she, and it. And she's
0: back for Apocalypse, right? I think she is. I
1: think so. So, um, if you two have, like, issues with American Horror Story, like, we feel ya. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do... When they get it right, they get it really right. And yep. it's... The thing that is... I don't know if it's part of, like, age or, like, what's going on in my life um, at the... Like, personally at the time. But it's really fucking dark and, like, twisted. It's and, super
0: dark. And um,
1: it always is. It always is. And... Uh, Obviously, as horror fans, you'd think that comes hand in hand, but not... Not always, and not usually the horror that I'm into. Yeah, no, we, um, I mean,
0: we love, like, brutal, gory horror, but, like, I need it in a way like Evil Dead, like yes. the Evil Dead remake. Like I
1: need it in a, like, pouring blood and not in a, like, I'm gonna rape you, um,
0: yeah. and then I'm gonna
1: torture you. Yeah, that shit's rough. Um, and then you're gonna have to, like, watch me be, like, tied up in this chair, and, uh, no, man, ooh, that gets to me. Like, real life shit. Mm. Like, ooh, it's hard.
0: Even Murder House had some stuff. That, oh, like, yeah. Like, I was not a huge... I'm not a huge fan of, like, the bondage suit stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't... This is weird. It unsettles me. It works but it's from supposed that level. To. Yeah, because yeah. it's unsettling.
1: Yeah. So... It, and I think that's the unique thing about American Horror Story is that it takes... Every season, like, has a theme, obviously, to, like, be fear-based. Um, and they always play with that in the teasers. Um, but... Within the show, although this is about witches and like the horrors of that, there's so many other like elements of horror they play in. Oh yeah, um, and things that are horrific and dark. I mean, you name it, and something like horrible is happening or it's going on. Yeah, and so that's the thing; it comes at it from all levels, and think part of the reason why I am I liked Murder House and I'm enjoying Coven is there are these lighter moments mm-hmm. that give me a little bit of break from that. And because it's a television series, I can watch two episodes and then take a break. Mm-hmm. Um for me I have a hard time when I'm watching like an hour and forty five minute movie that's just like dark, 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 yeah. dark, and you dark. You can't escape. And right? you can't escape. And then it ends and I'm like, oh some of my favorite movies are like that, but they like get me
0: yeah i mean they're good they're you and i have talked about it before they're really good we have i mean you're one of your best friends mutual friend lauren um likes depressing movies and some of her we've talked to her about it because we're both i mean you know rookie cinephiles like how there are movies that she re-watches that were like fuck man that's a yeah. good movie but i could no, never, never re-watch that like yeah. Requiem for a Dream, twice, maybe ever. Pie, once for me. Um, fucking Blue Valentine, once ever. Once yeah. ever. And so they're definitely horror movies, and I'm like, damn, that was so good. Don't need to rewatch yeah. it for like 30 years. No, that's even like it's...
1: super dark times for me. Oh, yeah. I yeah. finished that movie, I'm like, oh, pfft. yeah, I mean, that was really good. I don't need to see that again. No,
0: it's heavy as shit. Yeah. Well made, and uh-huh. uh, like, I mean, I love that movie. Yeah, but no. yeah, nope. I don't need to rewatch Mm-mm. it every year. Yeah,
1: so yeah very yeah.
0: true um and but I mean also props to Murphy and uh Falchuk I think yeah. Brad Falchuk for eight seasons of a fucking yeah. horror show going on strong that's so, like I mean, that's a cultural incredible. phenomenon yeah. that's constantly talked about yeah yeah every um, season when mm-hmm. it comes no matter what if like people dip out halfway through like every season people are just like who's yeah. watching AHS uh-huh. like w- what's it going to be this year so and it's nice those guys. To, yeah
1: and it's nice to see that and I mean like I said I'm I'm still, like, a big Ryan Murphy fan. I think he does some incredible things. Um, I think he has an incredible mind and world creation. But Uh I also will never stop praising his inclusion of everybody. Uh Um, And he makes sure that when he casts people, like, um, he's casting people with, disabilities and it's not about the fact that they have a disability um it's the fact that they're just a person and they're just a character and they're they're an actor um and i love that because i think it's really insane that um we have come a long way with inclusion um but there's still like a lot of uh, there's a lot lot of groups that aren't represented in any media and i think murphy's doing a really great job of Mm -hmm. helping with that and i love that
0: he's a queer director mm-hmm. um yes and i agree that he is whether it's american horror story or glee he's yeah. always done a great job at, at inclusion so gotta got yeah definitely gotta rep that too yeah um, um this movie yeah cry wolf man guys 2005, eight unsuspecting high school seniors at a posh boarding school. Ooh, I like that. Posh. Mm -hmm, Who delight themselves on playing games of lies come face-to-face with terror and learn that nobody believes a liar, even when they're telling the truth. I will let you know right now, this movie was made in 2005, and it shows. Uh Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. Lots of... Really uncomfortable, um, just like Dialogue? Yeah. That it gets a little rough sometimes.
1: It's like when people I watched um Monster Squad for the first time last year and people always bring up the fact that one of the characters says faggot in it. Yeah. And it's hard to hear, especially if it's the first time and you didn't like grow up watching the movie and thinking it's normal. For me I like was able to be like, Well, that's the eighties for you. And this movie too. I mean, even though it's what thirteen years old,
0: Whew. Yeah, it just felt like they sh- they shouldn't no. be saying. They said retard, which uh-huh. I hate that word, and like uh,
1: I'm pretty sure they also said faggot.
0: Yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, what's what did he say at one point? He's like, you're. Oh, like he says something about him being, like, afraid of gay people or something i don't yeah. know he's like the guy with the, like, too many piercings yeah, was definitely he's like, oh, hella homophobic whatever, what, homophobic yeah, yeah he's like oh you're you're homophobic is showing or whatever yeah yeah so it feels like No 05 movie and like i've always enjoyed this movie because like me and i just talked about teen screams i mean you throw in we got dr wren from <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty no little yeah and we got jared padalecki yeah. and we got um calvin from greek and the redhead that looks like she should be in all the things you saw but maybe she wasn't yeah um, lindy booth yeah Yeah, so you have all these people that, like, um, were in things that we have been watching forever, and I was like, yeah, I love the cast, and, like, you know, like, I think it's fun. Um, And then watching it again now, because, you know, it's like you said, yes, this was 13 years ago, but even myself as a person, have grown in the last three years of, like, being more socially aware of, like, like things of, like, you know, like, I really need to take that word out of my vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you know, like, that's really not okay. And... I think it is a little bit product of the times because I think 05 was when like right when we started being like maybe we shouldn't say these words like this is hurtful and like this is like this is derogatory and that's a slur you know. Well And,
1: and I think even like going back to movies like beloved movies like Mean Girls like comedies and stuff even if you watch those um I was I mean I watched this movie not in theaters but when it came out like, right away when it came out on DVD. I actually watched it um, with my best friend Kate at her house. I was in eighth grade when this came out. I, like, specifically remember the first time I watched it because we were super excited to rent, like, a scary movie. So I was 13 when this movie came out. And all the movies and Mean Girls came out at a very similar time, and all the dialogue didn't really matter. was so mean back then. Oh, yeah. And all the characters, um, there's so much bullying and, like, Saying mean things to about other characters for the sake of laughs, Mm. like you know that you know that was written in the dialogue because they're like they're gonna think that's funny because we're gonna make fun of the way that you know his hair looks looks. or you know all this and it and it's uh, if you go back and watch it now, um, I see that a lot more and I think it was just a true sign of the times and Mm -hmm. and what they thought. kids and you know kids did talk this way they do for sure and so I think for whatever reason either in films now they don't highlight that as much because there is so many severe issues with like online bullying that's gotten so worse that in media they're trying to limit that and so they don't necessarily there's always the mean girl but they usually give her some kind of redeeming Yeah, and also I think they're just
0: more careful with dialogue now. Like, yes, the mean girl says mean things, but she's not saying slurs. She's not, like, using derogatory terms. Mm -hmm. She's not, like, I mean, like, I'm... She, for the most part, she's not fat shaming or no. slut shaming. And that's
1: why I think it is, like, when we do see it in a newer movie, it's so shocking. Like, when we talked about it with Happy Death Day, not to, like, that bring that up line, over yeah. and over. But there's that one part that just seems so shocking because it felt like it belonged in 2005 and not 2016 or 2017, whenever it was. Um, So it is it is weird going back now because I have seen this movie, like, a lot. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah I think it's important to note that um it's a sign of like the you know mid-aughts, mm-hmm. um, not just in horror um, oh, yeah but definitely not, in, yeah. in all in all films that were especially teen based yep. um and that it's really refreshing that, We don't have that really anymore. Yeah. At least not in popular movies that I'm exposed to. Well,
0: most, and that's the thing is like in contemporary, like pop culture, we have found like it's, it's great that writers have realized like we can still be funny and scary and entertaining Mm -hmm. without doing these things. Without
1: the expense of people's feelings.
0: So it's shocking to see, but it's, and it's important for us to bring up just because B and I like to address things like this because we think it's important. It's like when we talked about um, Weinstein and the burning, like- Mm -hmm we examine the movie as a movie from when it came out and like i think if we ever felt so uncomfortable with a movie that it was like wildly inappropriate we want to cover it mm-hmm. um but like we do like to address it just be like hey we understand these are issues yeah but we are addressing the movie as a slasher from the time and like it's like you said with like a monster squad you know like to uh, like to retroactively go back and be like oh my god it's like it's so hard to do that like to like to go back in time and be like they should have been doing these things that we're still not even doing a hundred percent now um so yeah, it, yeah it's I just th- important to look at
1: yeah i think like always our note on this is we never want to gloss over anything that we notice that we're like oh that hasn't aged well because in no world do we want you to watch the movie and go like wow p and ryan talk about how much they love this movie but but, but it's wildly inappropriate. But, wow, yeah. it's really homophobic or yeah. whatever because...
0: It's super misogynistic.
1: Yeah, I mean, God, Girls' Night Out. I mean, you can't no, yeah. you can't watch that movie and go, like, wow, they really paint women in a beautiful light in this film. No, right. holy mother of God. Yeah, we spent, God. like, 20
0: minutes talking about it with Brendan. Like, yeah. how
1: uncomfortable and ridiculous it was. So, you know, it's, it's film. And it's almost, uh, not almost, it is a great way. I mean, it's history. And it's a great way to like look back and see, okay, this is a sign of where we were as a society um, in America, in the United States, um, in 2005. This is what was selling. This was a successful movie. The budget was a million. It made $15.6 million. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a huge success. Yep. Um, this is what was selling. This is what people liked. And this is... Uh, scripts that sold, and it's good to note that.
0: Yeah, it's a good benchmark. Yeah. Um, and it's also nice sometimes when you look around and you might go, man, the world is really shitty sometimes. You can look and go, well, we've come forward a little bit. Um yeah. We've made some progress. There's progress. progress. Yeah. Uh, it came out September fifteenth, two 2005. Like B said, $1 million. Um, budget to $15.6 million. Um, it was made, uh, the director Jeff Wadlow won a contest, and mm-hmm. he was given a million dollars to make a movie. Um, so props to Jeff Wadlow. Uh, it's, I mean he has gone on to do many things Like he said Truth or Dare Which was a massive success for Blumhouse I think it had like a 6-7 million dollar budget and Made like 70 million Something ridiculous Maybe even more
1: That formula man
0: Oh Blumhouse knows what they're doing yeah. I don't know why more studios just don't adopt that uh, they think
1: it will only work in horror. Yeah. So the budget for Truth or Dare was three point five. It made ninety four point eight Jesus million. Christ. So. um
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous.
1: Jason Blum's uh, set for life. Oh,
0: dude, he's so set. He, dude, he set off just the Paranormal Activity movies. It's ridiculous. Not factoring like Insidious and in the Conju- Oh, Conjuring's Universal, but yeah. it's Blumhouse. It's still Blumhouse.
1: Universal still- owns
0: Blum. Yeah. Uh, well, and Comcast owns Universal. Whatever. Jason Blum said It's all driver. one person. Yeah. It's
1: all one company. Comcast owns us all. Comcast or <laughs> Disney.
0: Pretty much true. And Google in there somewhere. Um, and not,
1: Lego, randomly?
0: Yeah. Uh, not super well received. Yeah. yeah mm, uh, 22% yeah. based on 45 reviews with an average rating of 3.9 out of 10. Um, generally unfavorable. I yeah. don't super, like, that doesn't surprise me. Oh, no. It's always more shocking to me when I see high reviews yeah i'm always like damn this got a
1: 60 yeah no if it like breaks the 50 mark i'm like whoa man what did people really Especially for, like, like the, about like, it like for this era yeah
0: like i mean get out receiving the reviews it did didn't surprise me i'm like yeah the movie is like well it's also a social that, yeah. commentary yeah. right um, um but like horror. yes it, i mean i'm more shocked if i'm on rotten tomatoes and a slasher comes out i'm like it's at 60 percent. dang yeah. must be pretty good yeah uh b what what do you think of this poster okay. Very time appropriate
1: yeah so l- let's talk the one i'm going to talk about is the dvd poster
0: which is the most common which is seen. the most
1: commonly seen i believe the um theatrical poster um is the one where you could actually see kind of it's almost like a um graduate poster where it's like the killer in the orange mask is like looking down um kind of how most likely to die is and you see the cast and it
0: looks so mid-aughts oh it does like i mean it's like every stream yeah the faculty like their heads they all look the same yeah Yeah, it's all their
1: heads down it's like cry wolf which is stylized with the underscore because this is a very um
0: tech based um one of the first
1: yeah and it's it's very integral to the plot plot Um, And then it's got, like, Julian Morris, John Bon Jovi, and Lindy Booth at the top.
0: John Bon Jovi, Um, baby. Slippery one wet. Oh. Oh. So
1: there's that. That's all I'll say about that one. Um, But the DVD poster, um, we see a profile of the wolf, our killer, in his orange mask and his, like, serrated knife. And then you see a girl running um, through the woods um, in between the mask and the knife um, with the tagline, You lie, you die. Um,
0: which I don't I really don't understand. I love the tagline. Um,
1: I think the tagline for the other poster is better because it's straight from the film. And it says, avoid suspicion, manipulate your friends, eliminate your enemies. I think that's powerful. Um, it's like the biggest plot. It's the, very important to the plot, those lines that are s- spoken by Dodger, um, when she's right. establishing the rules of werewolf. Um. Do they call it werewolf uh, or do they just
0: call it? Do they call it, like, Sheep and Wolf? Wolf and Sheep? Or I, don't wolf? They, I
1: don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have ever played, but they're playing the game Werewolf. Yeah. Um, which is a very, you know, popularized game. Um, they play it a little different than Ryan and I play it. Yeah. Um, yes. But typically you have cards and you you pass out and everybody has roles, And that game gives me serious anxiety.
0: Because B's bad at lying, so.
1: I don't like to lie, so, yeah. you know.
0: Oops. Fuck this up.
1: That should be a good quality. But overall, I mean... It's got, like, the orangey-red hue. It's, if I type in 2005 movie posters, this is going to fit in with all of them. Yep. It's not terrible. It's fine. Um, I'm going to always um, give props to a poster that knows what it is um, and will sell. And this will sell the movie. I, um, I,
0: to me, this looks cheaper than the movie production does, though. Oh, it does. Yeah, like it this because this movie was definitely released theatrically, and I oh, remember yeah. it coming out. But like, this looks like something more you'd find like on a,
1: and probably because for it was those the of DVD you who cover. know what
0: movie stores are, it, like when you went to rent a movie, like this is something you'd see, and you'd be like, "What is this?" Yeah, like oh, it looks like a like just like your standard Street looks like DVD a CW, or, yeah, like exactly. Teen
1: Scream. Um, yeah, so it does look slightly lower budget, but and I think that. Plays in part where we don't, it's not the official movie poster, so we don't see um, all the credits at the Mm -hmm. bottom. And so it gives it a little bit less of a finished look.
0: If you guys want to see a real bad poster for it, because I agree, this one's fine. It like, I I mean, I don't love it, but it's whatever.
1: The IMDb poster. Oh my god, the
0: IMDb poster is like the like a girl standing there in like a prep school outfit. Not even the prep school they're at or like the outfit they wear there. She's got like knee high stockings and she's just standing there with blood dripping down her she's wearing like a long sleeve sweater and there's blood dripping down her hand.
1: And there's three fucking taglines on the poster. It's at Westlakes High School, there's a new game. And then it does the avoid suspicion and then it says, Cry wolf. It's high school. Nothing is real.
0: With an um, underscore. With between it's high school and nothing is real, right? Oh, it's an no, ol- it's, it's an ellipses. An ellipses but okay. weirdly,
1: the underscore is not on
0: "Cry Wolf." This poster sucks. I hate it. So yeah, and much. I'm
1: confused. If, I don't know if it's an international poster because I did see one where it's this exact picture, but then the um all the words are the taglines are in Spanish. Oh, and so I'm maybe thinking maybe this is the international poster that they use like overseas, um, and maybe this would fit in better. It looks like it belongs in like Cruel Intentions. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So which I mean I even think they're using garamond has the font in like small caps. And I think that's even what Cruel Intention uses. So I much prefer the the type treatment in the poster because it does have that sort of like underscore like Cry wolf, um, typed out on a computer and mm-hmm. then it's like a little fuzzy because maybe it didn't print out right on your old school fucking printer. Yeah, that's um, what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that more. It fits in more with the movie. We should um, double
0: bill this with, uh, what's that Jensen Ackles one that we did? Oh with? yeah. Um, something. computer one. Yeah. <sighs> I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, we'll double bill them. Actually, let's throw on Stay Alive too about video games. Yeah. Like, triple bill them. Yeah, I that's really a true CW. I really wish stay alive on this, yeah, on this that's podcast because it's not a slasher. Uh, but no sequels. Frankie
1: Muniz and Sophia Bush, come yeah. on. Oh,
0: God, I always forget Sophia Bush no, in the wow, movie. You I don't know. Um, no sequels. Uh, potential uh, I think Force it does
1: is, I think it would cool. easily set up one in this sort of realm of oh yeah um, we're playing th- we're playing a game. it feels like you know how urban legend sets it up at the end and then she's telling the story to like yeah. a new college thing they co- totally could have done this one where um, it's a different group. Um, the only thing that gets way is like the mystery side of this like plays heavier. Um, which I think is why the sequel wouldn't fit as good if it was like a true blue slasher. Um, But the whole idea of high school kids playing a game and pranking people and then that having consequences, I mean, we not just talk about Tweeter or Dare, demons aside, um, that story has a lot of potential. So I could totally see like a, I'm actually a little surprised there was no random direct-to-DVD. Me too, especially considering that era, how many times it happened. Where they were like, yeah, let's do a fucking, what was it? Um, Cabin Fever 2, and it's like nothing the same. I'll
0: always know what you did last time, which has a ghost in it suddenly. Um, Or Urban Legends 3, which also had a ghost in it suddenly, because slashers were out of style. Michael Wandmaker. I think Wandmaker. it's Walker. We but, already talked
1: about him. But
0: I do like his name.
1: Yeah, he did My Bloody Valentine 3Ds. Definitely. We talked about him when we discussed that movie in February. Um, he did *Prana* 3D. And I believe if you go back to that episode, you will hear me say that my favorite slasher title ever, or movie title ever, yep, is yep. The Haunting in Connecticut 2, Ghosts of Georgia. Yeah. And I stand by that. It is still my favorite movie title ever. 100%. Agree. Yeah, it's that the best. It cracks
0: me up every time I see it. I'm like, oh, it's the haunting in Connecticut in Georgia. Yeah. Chad Michael Murray's in that movie. Uh-huh.
1: It's not bad. I liked it.
0: It's okay. Yeah. I like the first one more. Um, well, it's yeah. Fine. It's fine. For yeah, the is.
1: first one's great. It's yeah. right, Kyle Gallner yeah, in it. Yeah, exactly. This is a great, like... Direct to DVD yeah. Chad Michael Murray horror movie. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I got, watch I got, it. And I got my wife to watch it because Chad Michael Murray is in it. So
1: impressive.
0: Um the score is whatever. I don't super remember. It's very like
1: yeah, it's fine. Um it does it, actually I'd say it's better than fine. I actually really like this. Um why did I I was gonna say score. I like the score composer. Jesus Christ.
0: I like the scorer.
1: My brain's not working today. Um yeah, I think he does a good job of what I prefer, and I want two things. I want either an iconic theme to my slasher um, and my killer, a la Halloween, um, or Jaws. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I want that. Or I want something like this and like Happy Death Day where we build tension, where movies have are not as scary and have lighter moments I need the score to aid in the creepiness and the scariness. And he did a great job with that in My Bloody Valentine 3D. Super aided um, the creepy vibes that you needed in that film. Um, And I think he does it again in this. There's um, then the chase scene. Um, You just feel more suspenseful in a movie that's not typically one that's going going to scare you. Um, And so I prefer that in films like this because I feel like when the score is lacking suspense or it's more one of more of those like whatever ones that are a little bit more common in the 80s um it, it removes and i think the original my bloody valentine kind of had this issue where scenes could have had more suspense with the aid of a better score so i
0: definitely feel once like once there's margar- like, I like you. heavy like keys like like i don't know mm-hmm. like piano key mm-hmm. like heavy ones i don't know that's, that's Like, in general? Yeah, in, in this movie. Uh-huh. There's and just, like, Wand, heavy keys. one Wand Wandmaker does. I don't know. I, I'm not the music person. Like, I, I love music, but it really... Sometimes I have to, like, try... It has to be very weird. Like, Slaughter High. Or, like, Iconic, like Halloween or uh-huh. Jaws. So some of those ones that fall in the middle, I'm like...
1: Oh, wait, I forgot to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, I, oh,
0: well, it's not bad. And
1: but that's it, not bad. You're no, not supposed not. to.
0: Yeah. Um. And I think... I yeah uh, I mean I obviously like this guy because I do remember the My Bloody Valentine uh, one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Wadlow we've discussed a lot. He did this. Um, he's kind of all over the place. Okay. He did Catching Kringle, which is like a weird Christmas movie, uh-huh. and then he did Never Back Down, seven which, years, which is I've I've seen it like once. It's this weird fighting movie that like Bee's husband and. A lot of our friends used to watch a lot yeah, for some so reason. Yeah,
1: so my husband lived... When I met him, he lived in, like, a party house. Like, he had his, like, college experience bachelor pad without college. And him and his friends, like, lived in this big house that they just threw parties at, like, nonstop and trashed all the time. And there's, like, a million stories to it. But um, I met my husband there because um, my friend Derek lived there. Actually, lived in my husband's room on a freaking air mattress. Um And that's how I met him, and for whatever reason, like, on slower nights, there was only, like, a couple movies in that house. Ben had a TV with a VHS player, and he had Rambo and Toy Story. Yeah. Um, I definitely would, like, drunk stumble into his room and just sit down and, like, watch Toy Story. And then, for whatever reason, like, out in the living room, there was, like, Never Back Down was always on. I've saw that movie out at that house probably like six times and they've seen it way more times. And you know how like ever? well, I don't know, in our friend group, we all kind of have like weird quotes that we've taken from movies that you don't really realize they're from movies. It's just things we repeat. Um, we repeat like a ton of stuff from like Spongebob and and stuff like that, but from never back down like seven years, like for whatever reason, just gets repeated like randomly, um and so that movie has like a soft spot i don't care for it too much but
0: (laughs) i just thought it was really funny because we talk about the movie all the time because of their love for it and then b i come i come over today i'm like this guy did never back down what the fuck um he also did kick ass 2 which is a serviceable sequel and then truth or dare he's done episodes of beats motel and the strain um so he's definitely like broke into the mainstream and stayed
1: in horror yeah which is awesome
0: uh he wrote it with bo 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 bauman um, who mostly produces, uh, he's doing the upcoming Umbrella oh. Academy show on Netflix, which I'm a huge fan of. I have an Umbrella Academy And tattoo. he
1: produces Ryan Hansen Solves Crimes on television. Yeah. Which, which is a YouTube Red show, so probably none of you have watched it, but it stars Ryan Hansen from um, Veronica Mars. Mars, who plays Dick Casablancas, And it's just a super meta, um, goofy TV show that has, like, a ton of great people in it. Um, Kay Bell makes her appearance, but also um, that guy from Community. Um,
0: Je- Joe McHale? Joe yeah. Joe McHale? Yeah.
1: He's in it, and it's like, I don't know. And the this chick from Story of My Life, um, Orange is the New Black, The a really short hair. Mm. Like, oh, any.
0: Lori Petty?
1: No. Oh. Anywho, one of the girls from that movie. Super funny. If you have YouTube read... Check it out. Um, it's hilarious. We love
0: all Veronica Mars' alum. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, so just written by them. Jeff Wadlow wrote it with him. He doesn't write very much. Like, uh, mostly he produced those shows.
1: Everything he wrote, he basically did with Jeff.
0: Yeah. Um, we've talked about the cast a lot, but Julian Morris as Owen Matthews. He plays Ren on um, Pretty Little Liars.
1: This on Once Upon a Time, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, Lindy Booth as Dodger.
1: You'll know her from... Um, Dave the Dead. Um uh, Dawn of the Dead.
0: Oh, Dawn of the yeah, Dead, yeah.
1: And wrong turn.
0: Yeah, um her name's Dodger Allen, which I I love too, because her name is so off-putting. Like she Whose has name to, is Dodger? She has to explain that her mom loved Dickens. Um Jared Padalecki as Tom Jordan.
1: Who's not in this enough. Uh
0: Jesse Jansen as Randall, who has the worst tattoo or I mean piercing ever. Deal. He has an eyebrow piercing. He has a, uh what's it called? The uh, Le Bray. The Le Bray and a tongue piercing. He's got too much going on. He's got spiky black hair, but He's he was He's Spencer from Degrassi. Over. Oh, yeah. It's the worst. Uh, Paul Spinner, James Spencer. as Spinner. Lewis. I don't remember which character that is. Lewis. I don't know i don't remember santa mccoy as mercedes um oh graham
1: ethan and
0: Cone. ethan Cohn as graham and then uh, Christy was Regina. uh most importantly john uh-huh. bon jovi as rich walker who's their journalism teacher and then gary cole randomly um, with
1: a british accent
0: yeah as the dad as owen matthew's dad barely in the movie i don't know why how they pulled gary cole to be like gary cole he's not like a like a huge star but, but he's like
1: in the tennis of stuff yeah
0: it's it was very odd to see him in this um it's definitely like a who done it mystery, uh mm. definitely more of like a murder mystery. But yeah, I would say the iconic weapon is they use a gun, um but the knife is yes, the well,
1: iconic the, weapon. Yeah,
0: it's it's like very much like that and it's a very particular knife. You can tell. It's got mm-hmm. like a serrated blade. It's Got like well, it's a
1: knife, but then it's like straight on the other edge. Um, ben will kill me for not knowing the name of it, but it's not like a hunting knife. Yes. Because it's meant for like multi-purposing.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's got you the know, grip like and everything. slicing
1: gutting and stuff.
0: S- slicing and gutting and stuff. Uh, the killer himself, herself. So, we kind of run into a little bit of an April Fool's Day situation here. So, if you haven't listened to it yet, you can go back and listen to our April Fool's Day episode. Um, but the killer is technically, like the whole movie you're led to believe that the killer is the wolf. Um, which is this character that they kind of create on their own, and then they think has someone has decided to take the form of. And the wolf is cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, he
0: wears this orange neon like uh, hunting mask, which is really creepy because it doesn't like block the eyes out, but it kind of like shades that. Like you can't. It. It's so big. Like they look like sunken in and deep. There's not really a mouth hole. It's like barely there. Um, he wears like a camo jacket. He has like this really. Like I, I, think the knife is like actually really dangerous looking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like this huge. It's like it's, it's like you know, like when you see Michael Meyer, Michael Myers butcher, knife, I feel like that's a big ass knife. Like his knife is really big, but it also just like looks dangerous. Um, you know, he looks intimidating, and he's um,
1: supposed to be because our first kill happens in, in the, the woods, woods. Yeah, and so they've kind of created because of that.
0: And he's called the wolf. He's a mm-hmm. hunter.
1: They're creating sort of this – this is a guy who's, like, stalking people in the woods and stalking this campus of, like, high school kids. And he's got this sort of hunter, animalistic, like, characteristics. Yeah, And it's creepy.
0: Uh, Yeah, and I think he's actually, like, really cool. And when they, like – there's this part in the movie where Dodger and um, Owen are, like, creating him. And, like, I think that scene's really cool because they're just, like, showing – like, little pieces. Like, okay, what if you wore this mask? And, like, you see someone, like, put the... Like, you see the silhouette figure. Yeah. And you, like, put the mask on. and Put the jacket on. Hold the knife. And um, then they
1: start describing the kills. And yeah. how the people kill. Because they're telling the story to creep people out. Yeah,
0: they basically create, like, a fake email. Like, one of those old... <laughs> If you're email not, chains? Yeah, email chains. If you guys are too young to know this, that when emails like became a thing, like this thing would happen a lot where you created email chains and it's like, email this out. Or like, I heard this happen. And so they basically, it's a school-wide email system because that's where it's important. That's like a posh high school. Because high schools didn't normally have this. Um, just like, um, well, I, I don't know, Degrassi did. <laughs> so maybe Canadian high schools. But it was more of a college thing. Uh, of, like, being able to contact everyone on campus. Uh Uh-huh. Um, but...
1: Having, like, an email list.
0: Yeah, but Owen sends it out, um, and, like, creates this character with Dodger. Uh, the real killer is kind... Well, it's Dodger slash owen kind of so owen ends up accidentally killing someone um but dodger realistically is the killer and
1: she's the one who made him yes she she like tricks owen
0: into killing pretty much Um, and she does actually kill someone who that is our first death and that's how the movie starts she she we find out um she kills becky the killer so i think the wolf is awesome and i think the motive for dodger is fine Uh it's makes sense it's like it's totally, this whole movie feels like it should have taken place in college. Like, all of yeah. the thing, like, everything from, like, just how the campus operates to how, Dog, like, Dodger has this, uh, like, illicit affair with a teacher. And, and that's why she murders this girl, Becky, because she finds out Becky was also, like, all of it seems and feels so college. I and wonder. in particular, Urban Legend College. Yeah. Um, but, like, it feels so college to me.
1: I wonder if there was a specific reason they needed it to be high school.
0: I'm wondering, um, like, just I, like, was for, he obsessed with prep school outfits? He's like, I need these motherfuckers to yeah, be in, in uniform. Yeah, because in college
1: you can't yeah, force not people uniform. to wear it. Well, actually, I think at private schools, in I think, college you still... I
0: feel like Cambridge and shit. Like, fancy-ass no, Ivy schools. No,
1: not Ivy Leagues, but um, I think, like, some private, like... Women's colleges might still have uniforms. Um, I don't know. I'll look into that. But I, I think at first I was like, no, there's no, you're not forcing adults to wear uniforms. But I'm like, maybe at some more stricter colleges, we'll have at least a dress code.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It, the whole movie and like, like being, so I said, maybe it's
1: a marketing reason they wanted it to be high school age kids. Very, it, it,
0: it very much could be. And but like, it's weird because it does like the whole movie has there's whole scenes that feel like they're straight out of urban legend Mm -hmm. um there's a swimming like a pool scene which urban legend had there's a library scene which urban legend had even like the whole kind of um uh at one point like the character randall is supposed to go to uh college to uh, like have sex with this girl which that whole scene's disgusting too because he says he's going to take her v-card and like do not leave blood all over the back yeah, he's seat. like i'll
1: try not to leave any blood in the back seat. ryan just like
0: oh my god that's so gross it is gross it's fucking disgusting um but like even that scene felt to me not like sexist ryan no it's not it's not sexist like i don't like i get it i had I, that that happened oh god but I'm nobody just, needs to hear that just, <laughs> that's
1: gross i'm
0: just saying like for him to say that is like He's trying to be gross. He's uh-huh. he's not like, this is how the body works. He's like, I'm gonna be fucking pig right now and talking about ugh. Um mm-hmm. but that scene to me felt like that whole situation of like he's supposed to go and his car still here felt like when Joshua Jackson uh-huh. and Urban Legend is supposed yeah. to go on a ski trip. I was like, holy shit, so much and the email going out and like yeah. there's so much of this felt like Urban Legend. Um and even they basically create an Urban Legend with uh-huh. the wolf. Yeah, so,
1: Serious, like, inspiration for sure.
0: Yeah. So the movie starts with Becky, who we don't really know. She's just running through the woods and she's murdered. Um. And so uh, then we're introduced to Owen, who's going to the school. It's Westbrook, I believe. Um, he's, like, been shipped there because he was bad at his other school. He wasn't yeah, necessarily d- bad, but he Do they had... Did they
1: explain it? He was,
0: yeah, he was having sex with the dean's daughter. So um, the dean, like, made sure that he got that shipped away. Um... How dare he
1: have sex in high school?
0: He kind of like, as soon as he gets there, becomes friends with this girl, Dodger, and she ropes him into her group of friends and they, like, he finds out that they play this game in the chapel um, and they play werewolf, like the most sexual way ever. Yeah. Um, Like,
1: instead of having a card that says you're a werewolf, because that's how we play, right? Yeah, we have cards. Mm -hmm. I was like trying to think. I'm like, do we just, and I'm like, no, we have cards. Mm -hmm. So instead of that, normally when you play werewolf, it's like all right or you could even
0: sometimes like before the cards happened it was like one person was curating and they would like go around and tap you on the shoulder. Yeah, like, like everybody eyes were closed the and they're like, oh, yeah. you're the
1: werewolf. Yeah, we've played that way too. Yeah. Because I was trying to think, I'm like, I would tap on the shoulder. Yeah. I was like, I know there's a part where we touch. Yeah. For sure. I'm like, okay, so in our version, if you get tapped on the shoulder, you're the werewolf. Yeah. And then when the townsperson goes mm-hmm. like, oh, all werewolves open your eyes and you open your eyes and you see that you're werewolves because you're tapped. Yeah. Well, in their fucking version... She lifts up your shirt and puts a lipstick, and that's how you know you're the werewolf. But right she now.
0: doesn't like the most sensual, sexual. Yeah, she like, she like she like lifts up a shirt and then slowly shirt.
1: greases she like his rubs your fucking body. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, like oh wow. She, like,
0: she Ooh. like puts her head over in the crook of your shoulder and looks at you like, I'm gonna fuck you later. Yeah, and, and we
1: all know why she's doing that.
0: Yeah. Um, she's so seducing them. So that's so they play werewolf the first time in ever, dude. These people are so pissed when their friends accuse them of being the worst. Like, friendships are fucking ended, people are storming out, everyone is super mad that like, how could you take, and I'm like, it's kind of funny to me because it's, I get it, it's to establish like, cause it comes down to Owen and uh, the character Graham, um, and it's to kind of establish, like, Owen has got off on the wrong foot with these people because he's the new guy and, like, blah, blah, blah. And also, it shows that he's, like, kind of good at manipulating people.
1: Yeah, it's all for a reason, but it's really hilarious. Because I'm like, is How... this the.
0: This is a game they play all of the time, but yeah. n- this time, they're just like, fucking friendship. Over,
1: yeah, and then like one of the girls is like, Yeah, I'm not gonna sleep with you if you tonight if you accuse like her boyfriend if you accuse me of being the werewolf. And I'm like,
0: Oh, not Ethan mean. Cohn. I'm sorry, I quoted wrong. Ethan Cohn is Graham, he's the one who gets like the most mad. He like seriously, oh, cut... that's what I thought you were referencing. Oh, no, he cuts himself out of their group of friends. Um, it's Lewis, I think. Lewis is the one he gets, de- he's the one from Greece, um, who he gets like it's down to him and Lewis. Nope, that's which character is that? That's
1: nobody. What are you doing? I'm looking up the character. You know it's called IMDb.
0: Whatever. We're going to figure... Oh, his name's Paul James. I like the Paul Lewis. That's why. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Paul James from Greek. He's like the first one. It is. He's the first one Like he comes down to. And yeah, his girlfriend like walks out and she's like, ah, you... What, what did she say? She lifts
1: up her shirt. and She then...
0: says, you could have got laid tonight, but now you're just fucked. Mm-hmm. And he's like, baby, come on. And he like, she takes her. No, she's wearing a fucking crushed velvet pink tracksuit. I fucking remember because I hated it. And she like unzips it and she's not wearing anything underneath. And she's like, let me get the backside of it because this movie's not rated R so we don't see any boobs. Um, it's not like.
1: Well, we watched the uncut version. We did watch it is rated R, still no boobs.
0: Yeah. Um, it is bloodier though. Huh? Uh, which is funny because, like, all of the blood happens from hypothetical murder mm-hmm. scenes or, like, stage. Uh, so this basically kicks off this thing where Owen and Dodger think it'd be really cool. Well, like, Dodger comes up with this idea, let's play. Everyone's like, I'm bored with Werewolf anyways. Like, basically, Owen winning has pushed them to the point of, like, that game's stupid. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, what if we play on a bigger scale? So wow. Wow.
1: They get they find out that they're gonna be like the only ones on campus and so they're like, What, we're gonna be all be on campus, it's gonna be so boring. If we don't play werewolf, like what are we gonna do? And so they try and think of something to keep them entertained.
0: Right. So they're like, Let's play with the rest of the uh-huh. school. So they create this character of the wolf and then like they're basically trying to make people on campus think that someone that they're in school with is a murderer.
1: Well, because Becky was murdered. And that yeah, is Becky true. is for
0: real murdered. And she and went to their they school. they didn't
1: catch the killer. And so they're like, let's play with this. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so then we head into this whole thing where we're... We are led into this whole thing where it comes down to the night before Halloween. And Owen is essentially like the stories that him and Dodger crafted. Like he is... They're starting to happen. Like the wolf is kind of stalking him, and then um, is that before or after? There's like two things in this movie because she gets yeah. So okay, so they they decide to fuck with him and they chase after him and basically like a cop shows up and was like put put your hands up and you find out that it's they were just fucking with him. Um, but then after that because so he gets threatened with expulsion along with Mercedes. But then after that everyone else decides to keep fucking with them so all of the other friends are like we're going to mess with them because they go to the chapel one night and he's like yeah
1: because they're pissed off that mercedes told the dean that they were all playing the game So now they're like, well, we're going to fuck with Mercedes too.
0: Yeah. All the friends are mad at Mercedes and Owen. And Randall, who was a part of this, still isn't there. So like, so Owen thinks it's like this big thing. He's like, okay, like Mercedes came forward and they were messing with me. But where is Randall? Who trashed her room? What happened? And so he- So
1: many unanswered questions. So
0: he draws everyone to the chapel and he's like, what's happening? And they're like, this is ridiculous. And like Mercedes isn't even there because she's like not risking sneaking out of her room because she's already in trouble. And this is like kind of when I like it really kicks in where so um, what's his face is on the phone with Mercedes. Now I'm not going to remember his name. Um, the guy who, Paul Paul James character um, who is her boyfriend Louis. Lewis. Lewis is on the phone with her and she's like in the bathroom and she's sending him the most pixelated pictures of her. That are supposed to be like um, nudes, but it's just like her face, like and her like chewing on her fingernail, because mm-hmm. um, she's in the bathroom. And he's like, "What underwear are you wearing?" And she's like, "Your favorite." And he's like, "Send me a picture." And it's literally her face. Um, but so he's waiting in the chapel. Ryan
1: was very offended by that. How dare she! I just no. That's not what he asked. No, for. no, no.
0: I think it's funny. I think it would be funny to ask for nudes anytime on those old ass flip phones because that phone like the range of that camera is not enough for nudes like you could get like maybe a nipple like or like but like trying to get boobs on those like no it's not gonna happen anyways she's sending the pictures he sees that the wolf is behind her um so the wolf kills her just in the way they described in the email so Mm -hmm. literally kills her the exact same way and then he goes off to save her and, um, while he goes off to save her, they all still think, like, he's fucking with them. And while this is happening, Owen is in the chapel still with... I think her name's, like, Nagini, I want to say. Um, uh, oh, no. What's Nagini? It's Regina. Um, Regina and Jared Padalecki's character, Tom, and they find Randall, who has still been missing. They find him just, again, murdered the same way as in the email. Um, and he's, like, in a confessional booth, and he's castrated, and yeah. there's blood leaking from the booth. Um... So Owen's starting to freak out. Everyone else is starting to freak out. Owen goes to like basically try to help Lewis because he's like, okay, this is real. So I need to go save them. And he gets there, and Lewis is at the top of the staircase. Owen's at the bottom, um, and he's like, Mercedes is already dead. And then he sees Lewis murdered
1: by the wolf. By yeah. the by the Stabbed. wolf.
0: And then pretty much it leads the whole culmination is the, of this is Owen's back in his dorm, and he dodger he like sees dodger being chased by the wolf and he's upstairs she's downstairs and he goes to try to let her in because the dorms are locked and he goes to try to let her and she's killed and then the next person to walk in is fucking bomb john bon jovi
1: and he's carrying the wolf's clothes yeah and
0: he's carrying the wolf's clothes and we already know at this point that john bon jovi has been hooking up with dodger um and like owen knew this too and it's Like it's a secret affair, and Bon Jovi is like because
1: she's a high school student, and he's like forty. Yeah,
0: and Bon Jovi gross, and like Dodger, right before she gets killed, even says like grab a gun, and like Owen's like where, and she's like in um in Professor uh, Walker's desk. It's in his desk, and so he gets the gun. So Bon Bon Jovi has walked through now, and he's like confronting Owen, and Owen thinks he's the wolf, obviously. And he, like, he has come up with a motive for him and everything. Oh, of course he's the wolf. Like, he's killing us because we're we're onto him. We know he had this affair. And, like, he killed this other girl because, like, he was probably sleeping with her too. Because Dodger also came up, like, told that story. And he shoots him and kills him. So he's in jail and he gets off because... It's revealed that the gunpowder from the weapon was the same gun that killed Becky, the girl from the beginning of the and movie. So
1: they're like, "Oh, actually you killed a murderer." Yeah, um, you
0: killed a murderer. Walker
1: and was the one who killed
0: Becky, but Becky. also at the same time you find out no one is dead. It was all uh-huh. they were all still messing with Owen. And um Mercedes was the only one not in on it because she didn't know, but they knew she wouldn't buy in cuz she just got in trouble. So they like trick her, like they basically forced her into it and everyone else was messing with him and they're all like of course like super shocked that he actually killed someone yeah um come to find out dodger comes to visit him dodger planned everything
1: and our smart boy owen makes this realization when he sees her like all the puzzle pieces click when he finds out that they're like, oh, Walker was having an affair with her, blah, blah, blah. And she
0: got he- jealous. She picked the new boy in school who yeah. wouldn't know people well enough to be able to gauge whether or not, like, this was a trick or not. Um, so people would be more suspicious of him because he's new. Um, just all these, like, she's pretty much a mastermind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, I'm going to, like, rat you out. And she's like, who will believe you? Which I like because it kind of plays in the name of, like, Cry Wolf, the boy who cried mm-hmm. wolf. Because he's already two times now said it's been, like, another person. Or, like, this thing is real and it's happening. Yeah. Um, and so
1: now she's like, I mean, nobody's going to believe you if that it was me.
0: Yeah. And I uh, – overall, I really like the murder mystery because mm-hmm. I think it's not super convoluted. It makes sense from, like, that perspective of, like, this teenage girl who is a And, what, and
1: honestly, I mean, sure, you – You can, like, disbelieve her, like, mastermind abilities. But all of, like, the kids playing these pranks, I mean, totally makes sense. Oh,
0: it's a 100%. And I also, like, yeah, it's a pretty... They're
1: bored, rich prep school kids who are fucking with the new guy.
0: Exactly. And also, like, she... Even the criminal, like, mastermind thing doesn't bother me. She's, like, a creepy sociopath. Like, she does a really good job of, like, right at the end. Like, I thought the actress, what's her name? I
1: was going to say, Lindy Booth, like, did a really good job. Because there's a part um, when they're in the chapel and she's, um, Owen is basically saying, like, because they kind of have, like, a flirty thing going on. He's like, I saw you, like, making out with him, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I went there to end it. And the whole time she's saying it, you're like, oh, she's lying. Like, there's something off about this story. That's not right. And she plays that perfectly. You're mm-hmm. supposed to realize that something's off there. Yep. And something's weird with her. And I think she does, like, a pretty incredible job of, like, playing it both ways. Yeah. Playing, like yeah, I know what I'm doing. Like, I, I my character's lying right now. And then in other parts being super convincing.
0: Mm-hmm. And at, even at the end, she's, like, crying mm-hmm. when she's talking to Owen. And then when he she says, sucks. like, I'll come forward. She, and that's when she just completely stops. And she's like, who would believe you anyways? Yeah. Um, and I, so I think, like, the murder mystery part works. I think it's, like, a cohesive storyline. It doesn't get overly complicated. Um, all the prank stuff is, like, all the prank stuff is fun. And the wolf is a cool killer. And... Well, Even though no one actually dies, what's cool is when they're crafting the killer, we do see kill scenes because we
1: see them twice, really for right. some of them like because Sadies. well most
0: yeah, and uh, most of the kill scenes are like obscured, but you're still thinking because yeah. they're trying to sell Owen on this. so there's like fake blood and there's it like,
1: looks like a PG13 slasher. Yeah, it looks like typical kill scenes you would see. So although technically those characters didn't die, this plays out just like a regular slasher would, mm-hmm. and that's what's so great about it. Because, sure, in the end, there's only two people die who died, both died at the hand of guns. Um, that's not a slasher, but it is. The entire movie is. It follows a pretty, pretty basic whodunit formula that was really popular in the '90s. Mm-hmm. This is this movie's almost a little bit late the The thing it plays with is its technology edge, which I mean, an urban legend in what '98 has it a little bit, um, but then even more so when you you know gain seven years. Yeah, um,
0: they even had a, a a promotion with AOL.
1: Yeah, so I love that. It's like so. I mean, I was a big um, Imer, like huge oh, yeah. Imer, and yeah, they had a promotion with. um Hey, wow! Well, about like publicizing the movie, doing an alternate reality game that people can play, where you send messages back and forth, where you basically play mafia.
0: You play mafia, yeah, yeah. which is werewolf. Which is werewolf, yeah. exactly. Um, so, but we do. I will say, uh, well, let's do our favorite kill. Mm-hmm. No kill really happens, but my favorite fake kill is definitely Randall's because he's castrated, mm-hmm. and I hated him. You
1: hated him, him.
0: yeah. So, and also, like, they rip the tongue ring out, or you, they make you think they rip the tongue ring out. Like, it's very graphic and gory, mm-hmm. and, like, also that character sucks. And I like the, he's very, like, misogynistic and sexual from the beginning, so I well, love the that and oh, they, and he's castrated.
1: In defense of the script, they know that, and so yeah. that's why they, they had the ca- yeah. the character die that way. Because yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, this stupid guy, like, this is how he's going to die. Because um, they definitely play in, like with the I mean like I said this movie's pretty damn like formula based and mm-hmm. they even play in like Mercedes is your typical like
0: self-obsessed
1: self-obsessed like sexual mm-hmm. like Latina like girl I mean it's like by the numbers like slasher stereotypes yeah
0: um, Jared Padalecki's character is like, like the, the rich yeah
1: jockey like oh yeah like southern boy because
0: yeah. he's from Texas Tom yeah Tom Jordan which is funny because he's from Texas in real life I found Correct. out and he's from Texas in this movie no accent Uh, which I think is weird. Yeah, I
1: don't... He might be from a part of Texas that doesn't really have a strong accent.
0: Could be, yeah. Yeah. Um...
1: Uh, yeah, I mean... I think... Yeah, I'll have to go with that just because I do agree that that's sort of got the best setup. I like how he's, like, in the chapel. Yeah, like, um, the whole, like,
0: everything around it. Like, putting him Mm -hmm. in the confession booth and, like... But I
1: do enjoy, um... When Owen kills the professor, um, not even so much from a slasher standpoint, but from a every single thing in her plan led up to that moment. And that was, like, her way of getting him to die without her having to do it. Yes. And I think that's, like, pretty incredible. Also, So I love that.
0: I remember that. I still remember the first time I watched it, too. Like, I've seen it so many times now that even this time, it had been so long, I forgot some of it. I
1: forgot a lot about it because I haven't seen it in, like, maybe ten years. But I definitely
0: remembered, like, the first time I saw it when, like, he shoots him and then, like, Padalecki and everyone's still alive. I'm like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Like, it's not – don't, like, don't get us wrong – and you're already spoiled by now, but like the murder mystery is solid. Mm-hmm. Like, the like, when it's it, like, it's not, I don't, I personally don't think it's super predict- predictable. Like, when you get to the end and like everyone's like, dude, it was a prank. Yeah. And you're like, and that's why it reminds me so much of April Fool's Day. Because April Fool's Day, we run into the same situation where, where our
1: final girl's running around and like really thinks all of our friends are dead. Yeah. And, and, and it's, like, a
0: yeah. it's a prank. It's a well orchestrated prank.
1: The difference is, is like, She didn't get close enough to accidentally killing anybody in April Fool's Day.
0: So my question for you then is, how do we rank this movie? Because to me, it is not a slasher. I mean, it is, but it's not like in the way that you and I rank movies, I have to look at April Fool's Day and go, yeah, it's right with April Fool's Day. Because other than Mm -hmm. the form, April Fool's Day, same thing. It has a slasher formula. Uh Um, April Fool's Day, I would say, is even a little more tropey. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it has like the typical stereotyped characters. Yeah, this so is like a smart guy, this so, is a doctor. So I, the doctor.
0: I, look at this and I go, uh-huh. it's in a list of two. This or April Fool's Day. Uh huh. And so, well, where do you rank it? Because I don't, I don't think we would have to completely change our list if we were to put this in the actual list because it's so similar, the ending in April Fool's Day, where you find out all these kills, even though we have, I like, we don't have an established killer in April Fool's Day, but you're led to believe that someone is killing people. You have actual death scenes. You have, like, these things happening. And then it's, like, fooled you. The Um, difference
1: is, is that Cry Wolf shows you the kills that didn't happen. April Fool's Day doesn't show you any kills.
0: Right, but you see bodies. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So
1: I think in this realm, it would rank slightly above April Fool's Day because i
0: agree Be- and i also think because the wolf is cool mm-hmm. like i genuinely enjoy the character of the yeah. wolf i think he's cool but i don't think we can properly rank it with yeah the other i know
1: i think about it i'm like the mystery of this movie is hella good mm-hmm. and a part of me thinks like man i kind of wish it wasn't the mystery and it was somebody truly taking over the persona of the wolf yeah um, but then, would that be as...
0: Would it be less effective? Yeah. Because then you're suddenly, it's a slasher, and, like, the ending isn't as climatic, or, like, Or shocking. would it be
1: just as rewarding, because you're actually, I wish... like, there's this terrifying guy who truly is, like, saw this story and was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. I, I really know. wish
0: that, like, Dodger was the wolf. Yeah. Like, I think that would have been the best way to wrap it up. Like, these people are actually dead. And that she like was like basically and she frames walker and she frames walker as the wolf Mm -hmm. i wish that that's what happened and she still frames walker for the kill and like it works out but i do wish it makes
1: her less it's like urban legend but she's less sadistic exactly because she's not actually killing off her friends yeah
0: so so for me personally i have to what is this you said it's our 23rd -hmm. so i'd have to rank it 22 yeah Right above April Fool's Day. And, you know, we'll talk about this on future episodes because we always try to make a reference to that when we talk about April Fool's Day. Um, This movie and April Fool's Day, I think we both genuinely enjoy. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot to like. But in the realm that we break down slashers... We
1: analyze them. Yeah, we Although they follow the formula, both of our characters died via gun and not by a slasher kill.
0: Yeah, and there's no actual, like, kills. I mean, like, it's got to... Even if they did die by knife... It's incredibly low kill count. Mm-hmm. Um in and I would still rank it higher. I mean, you know, I think Blood Rage's kill count's only like four. Yeah. Maybe five. Gotta That's low. I gotta rewatch Blood Rage this oh, year, guys. Hope it's kill count's low too. Mm-hmm. Um so there's nothing wrong with a low kill count, especially like when you create an effective killer and everything. Um, but yeah, just looking at it, I have to like I said, we'd have to either figure out a way to re rank April Fool's Day, or we just put it at the bottom and go, what's better? No, yeah, we set up
1: rules. Yeah. And we're not going to break So this
0: will be number 22. No, because this is, well, this is. Well, in our
1: list, but this will be our 24th episode.
0: So then it will be our 23rd movie, right? Number 23.
1: Yeah, this is our 23rd episode. I don't know. We're missing some movies on here. You'll look at the list and uh, you'll see. I'll fix it.
0: Oh, Yeah. But this is
1: up to date. Our 22nd episode was Girls' Night Out.
0: Okay, yeah. This is our
1: 23rd episode, which means that...
0: We have 23 movies, so this will be 22. Yeah, this is number 22. Uh, 22. 22. So, we are still going to try to do some Halloween-themed stuff, but we don't know what we're doing yet. Uh, Big
1: surprise. If
0: you guys have any ideas, we would love to hear from you. We're at Screaming Cast everywhere online. So that's Twitter and Instagram mostly. And you can follow us there. Be live streamed us watching uh, parts of Cry Wolf, um, which she's always been really good at. And we're going to try to keep doing stuff like that because it's a lot of fun. We finally have a Facebook page. um, So you can follow us on Facebook. um, and then KeepScreaming.com, of course. If you can like uh, or rate, review, subscribe, super helps us out.
1: I did see that we've gained a few more um, star ratings on iTunes, which is super appreciated. Yeah, thank um, you, guys. It does make a difference. Um, I know it seems silly, but if you like it, um, even if you don't like us or you have like any kind of weird bones to pick, um, let us know. Because um, we love doing the show. We love the support we've gotten And um, we just want to make you continue to be happy and enjoy listening and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, So thanks to everyone who's continued to support us. And again, if you have, I mean, we know the traditional Halloween stuff. But if you have anything that maybe you think gets looked over for Halloween season... Uh, we're looking at something specifically that takes place around Halloween.
1: Like this movie. People probably don't think like, oh yeah, Cry Wolf's a Halloween movie, but does does play- take place. There is people in costumes. There's a costume
0: dance. Yeah. It takes place the week of Halloween. Yes.
1: And there's also a full moon. So, oh. Yeah,
0: oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So we will be back. Well, you're going to hear a bonus episode in a week. Um, we're then, going to discuss our comfort horror movies and then we'll be back in two weeks with a new slasher. So find us uh, online and let us know what you think we should cover. Maybe we finally figure out how to do franchise stuff and cover one of the Halloween movies. And um, we will,
1: um, give you guys updates on our social, on Instagram, Twitter, and our Facebook page and probably talk about it in the next episode. Um, cause we are going to further flesh that out actually today. Um, But we do have some plans for our anniversary episode and a giveaway. Yes. Um, So we'll keep you guys, like, all informed on that. We're super excited. So,
0: yeah. Until then, keep screaming.